Welcome to Wedding and Event Podcast. Podcast discussions for event professionals and those planning successful events. With wedding and event consultant, Toby Dodge, author of The Other Side of the Aisle, and Eric Zimmerman, DJ, Master of Ceremonies, Pianist and Bandleader of ElegantMusic.com. Hello, everyone. The title of this episode is Weddings and the Academy Awards, Wedding and Event Podcast, Episode 54. Allow me to quickly apologize for the sound quality of this particular recording. Indeed, no awards are merited for sound engineering or sound editing of this episode. I considered not publishing this recording at all. However, the information in this discussion is valuable to engaged couples as well as event professionals. Whether or not we agree on the best picture or best actor chosen, the high standard of excellence set by the Academy Awards inspires us all. In this discussion, Toby and I draw several parallels between the Academy Awards, which is done in one take, and the wedding, which also occurs in one take. And now please enjoy Weddings and the Academy Awards, Wedding and Event Podcast Episode 54. Here's this event the Academy Awards, it's a big event. But I think that big events or small events, they all have the same moving parts. In a larger event, there's more moving parts, or there's, what I mean by that, the moving parts are more significant. But in a smaller event, I believe that a smaller event does go through the same procedure, so to speak, or the same um, elements for success as a larger event does. Absolutely. In fact, that's one of the challenges that, if I can speak personally, most coordinators and planners have is that, uh, and I would assume that that happens with you as well, when you have a small gathering of under 50 people, let's say, or even under 75, and then you have 150 Well, in the minds of many clients, there should be a a difference in the cost or or the level that you're going to have to pay because it's a small wedding. It's not a big deal. Yeah. I, I think that probably happens a little bit more often with planners and coordinators because the the client, potential client, is thinking, well, we're a small group of people, it's not going to necessarily be fancy, and, you know, you won't need as much uh, assistance, and it all, you know, goes into that that feeling like this is really not that big of a deal. Uh-huh. So, even if you normally charge... A minimum fee of two or three or four thousand, whatever it happens to be. This this is really easy because we have found our our services. Most of them, we have our site. You know, we've done most of it. I always would feel so badly for them because you want to value everything that they have done so far. They want to feel good about what they've done. And they want to get credit for that. Mm -hmm. And they should. Mm -hmm. What they may not realize, and it takes me some time 
to talk through what they have done already and who they've hired, the timing, so you get to know how many hours. It, it actually takes longer to figure out, did their contracts really allow enough time, uh, you know, the setup, when they're arriving, according to where they're having the ceremony and reception. Because if it's not in the same place, that means there's travel time, there's all kinds of other oh, things. They haven't thought of any of this. and Well, and they may have. See, that's the thing. They may have, oh, we've got a limo, we've got this, but they, they don't realize the intricacies of the scheduling that needs to be done. And let them talk about what they've done so far, what they're envisioning, and interject a few questions about timing, if they're going to take pictures before or after or at different locations, because they have truly spent a lot of time and effort and may have thought through all of this. And because they're having, let's say, a small event, their mind is it's no big deal so they're not aware that there should be someone let's say if it is at a separate location for the ceremony there needs to be somebody there ahead of time sure just to make it because not all locations whether it's a park or a church or a synagogue or wherever uh, necessarily have someone there on the premises more than two hours ahead. Especially if it is a Catholic church, they will have someone there, but there may be a previous ceremony going on, and you have to wait and be queued before you can get in mm -hmm. and do a changeover, and a quick one. Even though the time frame isn't long, you can't have necessarily one assistant going to one place and being in two places at the same time because the bride needs uh, or entourage needs to get into a limo or their cars to get to the church someone has to get that done it doesn't happen just like okay let's go because there needs to be somebody there that says do you have your veil do you have this you know the little emergency kit and someone who calls up the limo or at the front desk and lets, lets them know we're coming down and, you know, hold the limo. Or, even better, to have one assistant down at the car, especially if it's a large hotel, they don't always, um, or a small hotel, they don't always have a lot of room for you just to hang out in a mm -hmm. limo mm -hmm. in front of the building. Right. It may have to be curbside. So... People need to be helped with dresses and everything to necessarily get there. Because some couples, um, when they decide, you know, their timing, don't want to dress and then get into a limo for, a, you know, a ride of 15 or 20 minutes and get their dresses wrinkled. So they want to come with all of their dresses in their street clothes to slip on in the church's changing room, as long as it's large enough for this, before. So then you have the timing of, geez, if the groom is there, 
we don't want him to see it, you know, the bride, if they don't want to, obviously. <laughs> All I'm saying is, <laughs> it's never as simple as everybody thinks it is. Well, and so that's why I'm saying small is not the issue. It's the moving parts. Okay. That's okay. the issue. So now get this. A friend of mine, wonderful cellist, whose husband works security at the Academy Awards. There was a rehearsal the night before. So my friend Karen went there with her husband to see the rehearsal. And maybe only a, a handful of celebs showed up. What she said was is that it was very disorganized, being put together right at the moment. And it, it just seemed like there was, there was a lot of um, confusion. And the realization that I had about this was that, uh, well, well, I mean, when I saw last night's show, it was, it was absolutely flawless. It was, it was great. Wasn't it, was, it great? It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. And I'll get to my thoughts of it later. But, but the point was is that the tech people were able to do you know, the lighting. They were able to do the sound. They were able to do the, you know, hit the mark and this type of thing. And the cameras were there and, and, and everything like this. Okay, let's run through it again. And they were able to get it perfect, you know. But they didn't have the main event. They didn't have the celebrities there. So the celebrities are not drilled. You know, in other words, the, the celebrities don't know what's going on, you know. So the celebrities have to be controlled. Okay? And this is where we get back to this wrangling thing. Wrangling the guest. Wrangling the, the speakers. Wrang, you know, the next person that's going to be presenting, got to get him in position right behind the, the guy who's going on before him. Plan back from that and there's wardrobe. And before that, there's makeup, you know. And before that, there's, you know, what, whatever this is. So it was just a logistical feat for them to be able to take care of everybody, to control everybody enough so that they would get into one position, the one, one spot in the ready position, and then allow the, the, the director and the, uh, the talent handler and the whatever else is there to do the show. Roll camera two, roll camera three, you know, blah, 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 blah all this stuff. When you saw the behind the scenes... There were at least 100 people there with clipboards and, and headphones, and they were like all, you know, ready for the next thing, you know? Yeah. It puts things into perspective for me when they showed the behind the scenes when there were people literally lining the, the hallways, hallways yeah. waiting. It shows that the celebrities were in another spot and they were calling them down or in when needed. It's a big deal. We'd like to think that all of the presenters were in town the night before and they were all ready and all they had to do was walk across the street or something, you know, from from one hotel to the other. That doesn't work that way. I can appreciate it on a much smaller scale. Um, Sometimes we... We say, you know, where's so-and-so? Well, they came in late. Their plane was late. They're going to be here. They're going to be here. And <laughs> you just cross your fingers and toes because, and you know, at some point you don't have control. Uh, you can't control when a antique Rolls Royce that somebody 
uh, ordered for the bride and her father to get into uh, at a certain time to be taken to a church and they're they're ready the car's ready they get into the car and then it doesn't start yeah (laughs) (laughs) it it was running fine right 10 minutes ago when it when it rolled in and now there's steam coming out of the hood you know right you know the thing about a lot of the very authentic, originally, all the original equipment on many of these older Rolls Royces, not all of them have air conditioning. Oh, no. Yeah. And if they've been outfitted afterwards with air conditioning, uh, sometimes it's great and sometimes it isn't. I remember one bride was, fortunately, was getting married in in Santa Monica, and it wasn't that hot of a day. The car had been sitting out in the sun. So even if it's not a hot day, you get into a car that's warm, and you don't want your makeup running. They put on air conditioning, and it didn't work. And it's too late to call another car. Right. You know, if that happens two hours earlier, well, I it's possible I would have been able to get a substitute. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it just stopped working. The bride, of course, was concerned. So I suggested, how about rolling down the window halfway? Okay. Not all the way, because all the way... It's going to blow the, the hair wind off. Would, in her yeah. hair and the veil and everything. Halfway. And I usually have these personal fans with me. So I, at least, if she had perspiration, it would dry up real fast. It wasn't going to be cold, but at least it would keep her face from <laughs> sure. uh, perspiring. She went ahead. She was really great about it. And then the videographer caught up with the bride's car and started shooting her from the side. Uh, he had an assistant from his, his uh, I guess, the assistant side of the car. The assistant got the bride. <laughs> and it was great with the personal little fan and, her, and the veil kind of not outside the car obviously but you could tell that the air was getting to it and it was a great shot because she made funny faces and it was one of those spontaneous moments and it didn't detract it it was fine everyone was okay obviously it would have been nicer if if the air conditioning had worked and it would be a little more calming and all of that but it still was a great moment. And I think that is kind of what happened uh, last night at, at the Oscars when the best actor, oh, what's Phoenix's first name? Um, Joaquin. Joaquin. When he spoke, none of us could have anticipated what he was about to say. Mm-hmm. And I just knew something was going on because he didn't have a smile on his face. He was very 
when he was when he won, the, his face was very serious. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, hmm, wonder what's coming. Yeah. But there are moments, uh, and there may be some people that would say that's inappropriate, that it was not the place to have that platform, and it was the right place and the right time to do it. I'm not passing judgment on that. I'm just saying, here was a moment, and I believe he talked for maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. It seemed mm-hmm. like a fairly long uh, speech he made. It would have been, let's say, wrong. I'm going to use that word to cut him off. Yes. Oh, definitely. It would have been wrong. Definitely. And the, the, the gal who spoke after him, who who got the best actress... Oh, Zeller. I'm sorry? The, the... Zeller. The yes, yes. Yeah. Oh. And, and it was it kind of kind of interesting. You could you could both do a study on the two different messages that they had there. I think hers was just as sincere and meaningful. I think it probably was a little bit more off the cuff than Phoenix's, but the deal was okay. It's at the end of the evening. These are two of the most what most people would say coveted. Oscars, so they feel this is the time to say what they wanted to say mm-hmm. with the whole world watching. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, that's a hard thing to pass up. Let's put it that way. Well, I, when I you think have that, that time, I think that valid points were made by both speakers. Uh huh. Very, very much. My feeling is, let them talk. Let the camera roll. Yeah, it's going to cost somebody a couple of million dollars more for them to have this forum, so to speak, or this... Uh, Those minutes count. It, but is that so bad? You know, I, I just think that um, all in all that the, the evening showed some amazing art and that uh, I, think it, I think in both cases, in both speakers, it showed that these artists care, you know, and that they are aware of their responsibilities as opinion leaders and as people who command the attention of lots of other people, you know, throughout the planet. And I think basically their message was a positive one, even though they were different. It, Mm -hmm. It was a positive one. So therefore, you know, art, I think, travels around the world and has many positive effects. And if we can tie it back to special events in general... There are many times when someone will get up and speak, whether it's a father of the bride, a brother, a best man, whatever the connection is. Mm-hmm. And they do truly feel that it is an inspired moment. And sometimes I know that the kitchen is sending me glares <laughs> because... <laughs> And I, I can't blame them, you know. They've worked all day on putting something together, and it's time. You have different musicians and groups performing. If they're going to be waiting, if something is delayed, that means less play time yeah. for them. Because if they go over, you're going to be charged yep. on the back end. I mean, we can go on and on with the 
uh, expectations and then the outcomes here. But there are those moments, and that's what makes the special event memorable. Oh, yeah. So memorable. Oh, yeah. It's possible that we're going to forget the words that were said within a few days last night. But we won't forget the feeling that those words por- uh, portrayed or expressed. With special events in general, the same thing happens. We might not remember that toast or the funny story. Not word for word, but but no, I've, but, but I've you'll you'll just observe recall. many. Yes, and yes. You recall. I know we've had a lot of a lot of weddings that are lovely affairs, but will not stay in our memories. What stays truly are the very best and some of the most challenging <laughs> because they hit us emotionally. Yes. There's a connection. And therefore, we just can't help it. It's in us. We will recall them yes. from time to time. So I'm just so grateful that we do have these memorable moments because that's what makes it truly a special event. That's why we've got 20 cameras rolling and the a thousand lights above and, and the uh, celebrity audience and the millions in, in the, the viewing audience uh, over, over the, the internet and television and things like this, just so that stage is set so that somebody can say something profound. And we're all waiting for that. And their viewpoints are always interesting. I noticed something last night, and I, I want to share it for the purposes of, of our special events as well. There was a period, and I'm not sure if it was Jane Fonda who was the last speaker, or if it was Renee... Renee Zellweger. Perfect. Thank you. And I apologize if I didn't pronounce her name earlier correctly. <laughs> There was a long shot from a camera very far away. And it showed how tall the curtains were and the set. I mean, it was huge. Yes. So often you don't necessarily get the full, I guess, drama and proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Because they show a lot of side views. Right. Uh, or three-quarter but this one was still a three-quarter but it was way back way back so did you remember that yes so the the figure was very small but what it showed me symbolically is that there was this small figure standing on a huge stage one voice heard in this huge location and what the impact can be for one voice at one moment in time and it just hit me and I don't know if they did that on purpose but boy I thought it was a great shot what they did and it was very meaningful and purposeful Yeah, and I think you know 
videographers sometimes don't get the credit that they really deserve. Uh, sometimes it's like, well, it's mechanical, you know, it's like some people don't understand the editing process. Mm-hmm. And when they have sound and uh, editing versus regular editing or motion editing, whatever, I don't know what the technical phrase is, but oh my gosh, that can make all the difference in the world mm-hmm. to how that that movie is seen and understood. And the same thing is true with videography. If a family or a couple wants videography, short and sweet, in the can, you know, no editing, just raw footage, okay, they're doing it maybe because they have some skill or they don't want to pay for the full editing. And for them, it's enough just to see the experience from start to finish. And then you see an edited uh, version of that same video. Mm -hmm. And the impact with music and changing the direction and the movement for reasons of impact, lighting, supporting the words that are being said or the action that is happening. What a difference. Yes. I've seen it. I've sat through uh, a whole raw footage and then seen the final cut uh, for weddings and special events. And I, I think if couples could see the difference or families, they would understand the value. Right. I've often said it would be really a, a, a good lesson if we had three videographers take the same footage and edit it and be told the same thing from the families, what they want, their expectations, the feeling, all of that, and see what happens. Three different cuts of Mm. the same event. Mm. I wonder what that would would do. I'm sure they probably do that at a, a video conference or, you know, I'm sure it's been done many times, but I haven't seen it. It would be cool, you know, to see how how different those takes would be. Yeah. In the hands yeah, I've, of three I've, I've always thought that it would be fun to get a motion picture uh, without without soundtrack. Uh, but what I mean is without musical uh, score. And then uh, have the opportunity to score to that picture without... Absolutely. And I think that would be, uh, again, a, a similar thing where you... And I'm, and I'm sure that, yeah, you're right. I think there's, there's probably uh, several... Um, submissions to a movie. I think that when you get to the level of of the Academy Awards and that you're, oh, no, it's you're totally dealing, different. yeah, you're dealing with <laughs> with people who are spe- who specialize in this, and you you really want Hans Zimmer. Well, what was so neat this year is, is that it was a was it the first time? Um, trying to think, I don't know. Uh, I think we had 
It was for the Joker. Was it the song or the score? And I know it was a woman, but I don't know if oh, she... Oh, well, she, she she wrote the music. Yeah. And um, For the whole movie, I for, think. For the movie. The conductor. Who, yes. I, did you see that? Yeah. Yes. Uh, just yes. beautiful. Uh, that was amazing. You know, and and these and this is these are difficult scores. I mean, this, these aren't like oh. you know, sing songy. We're out of there, you know. But it, yeah. this is like orchestral. You have been listening to Wedding and Event Podcast with Toby Dodge and Eric Zimmerman. If you have a question, comment, or topic suggestion, please call Eric at six two six seven nine seven. 1795 or contact Eric by email eric at elegantmusic.com that's e-r-i-c at elegantmusic.com contact Toby by email toby at tobydodge.com that's t-o-b-e-y at tobydodge.com subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and receive a new episode each week. Thank you for listening.